Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. How familiar are you with sickle cell disease? It is a condition that predominantly affects the black population with February being Black History Month. I want to give some time to this disease and talk about it what's being done locally, and what's being done to help those who live with it. It is a disease that is painful, it is inherited, it is a blood disorder, and it can sometimes lead to premature death. In sickle cell disease, the body makes flawed, sickle-shaped hemoglobin, impairing the ability of red blood cells to properly carry oxygen to the body's tissues. Stephanie Haskett works at the LHSC. They have a special department that supports patients with the disease and joins us now to talk about it. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I just want to start at, at the basic part here and talk about sickle cell disease. What is it for those who may not be aware? Yeah, so um, sickle cell disease is a hereditary blood condition. So when I say hereditary, I mean that it is inherited um, from usually parents or it's in the genes of the family. And what happens is everyone um, has red blood cells within our blood. And um, in a person with sickle cell disease, these red blood cells, instead of being circle shaped like everyone else, they turn into crescent moons. So these crescent moons um, make it difficult to pass through blood vessels in the body. Um, and also they're a little more rigid than normal blood cells. And so um, they clog up blood vessels. And that's where we really get to some of the complications that happen with sickle cell disease is, is a lot of to do with how the blood is shaped. From reading about it, it's, it sounds as though it can really cause some pretty intense pain. It can, yeah. That's one of the really um, big challenges that our patient population faces is definitely the pain associated with it. Um, but it's a disease that doesn't discriminate on where in the body and can kind of affect lots of areas. It is a disease that predominantly appears to affect the black population. Do we know why that is? Yeah, excellent question. So um, it does primarily affect people um, with African heritage or ancestry. Um, so what's believed is that over time, um, the condition has kind of evolved to protect against malaria. So um, malaria being a parasitic infection that um, happens in more of our African countries. Um, and uh, they have a higher prevalence of sickle cell disease there. So what happens is that they believe if um, people have sickle cell trait, which is different than having sickle cell, um, they actually help to reduce the severity of malaria. So it helps protect them against the malaria, but then also if you have two people who come together and have the sickle cell trait, then that's what leads to people having sickle cell disease. So uh, that's where it's kind of evolved from and uh, why it affects that specific population. So, I mean, when we kind of alluded to earlier with it causing intense pain, that could be quite difficult. How difficult can it be to live with this disease? Yeah, it, it's very challenging for these people. So um, these episodes of what we call pain crises can happen um, so rapidly onset. They have so many things that trigger them. So it could be um, cold is actually a really big trigger for people. Also, um, you know, having, being expressed, exposed, sorry, to stress, um, infection, anything that kind of affects our body um, makes these people likely to have these pain episodes. 
and uh, and they can be quite severe and difficult to manage sometimes. With uh, treatment for this, I understand the LHSE has a program that's uh, somewhat unique or pretty unique to support patients. Uh, what is that program? Yeah, so we're really lucky here at LHSE. We have what's called um, a lifespan program. So our official title is hemoglobinopathy lifespan um, program. So within that team, we have um, pediatric physicians, adult physicians, and then the lifespan team itself consists of a nurse practitioner, a nurse case manager, a social worker, a clinical navigator, and our program admin. And so the whole idea is that these people um, often face a lot of challenges, not only in just um, living with the disease, but also seeking out healthcare. And so this program uh, came about here at LHSC to make sure that we support these patients as best as we can, um, doing preventative measures like, um, you know, uh, antibiotics and things like that for to prevent infections and also just um, more screenings and those types of things to catch diagnosis early. Um, so we're really lucky to have that support. And I the beauty of it being lifespan is that we follow these patients from children to adults. We're all the same team. They really get to know us, and we are able to uh, help provide them the best care possible. From reading about it, it sounds like there's just kind of a really holistic lens. It's it's kind of you're trying to yeah. uh, just uh, like, it's almost like a circle of support, right? It's not just one aspect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we we try to look at our patients as them as a whole person because they face many different issues. Many are immigrants to Canada and they're facing challenges not only with their disease but also being established here. Um, we have other, you know, medical lenses that they're needing support to get the right treatments here because they're lacking insurance or things like that. So it's great to have this type of program to support them. And it's the only one in Ontario like it, right? It's There's not too many others like this. Yeah, so we are... Um, pretty lucky for the amount of support. There is another program um, that has some staff that um, support lifespan, but not to the extent that we do here at LHSC to encompass all aspects of the patient. Um, and I think we're truly lucky to be able to um, have the support we do. For someone who would be diagnosed with this, is it something, I, you mentioned it's like hereditary, does it could it be something where it starts conditions start to present as a child when you're older? How might someone know if they have it or not, barring being tested, I guess, or having family history? Yeah, uh, great question. So um, a lot of times people are found um, definitely within the first year of life. Uh, there's measures taken in place. So, for example, in Ontario specifically, we have... Um, newborn screening that every single baby born here gets newborn screening completed to screen for genetic conditions. And so um, sickle cell disease is one of those genetic conditions that's screened for. So if the baby's born here in Ontario, we definitely um, are aware of that. Um, the other way is that the parents um, are aware that they have what sickle cell trait. So they don't actually have the disease, but they have the trait and um, an increased likelihood of passing that on. And so they go through um, genetic counseling to see the odds of having a child. And obviously there would be more um, specialized follow-up if, if that was the case that they had these traits to see um, what happens with their child. So as we look to raise some more awareness here, what do you hope people <laughs> take away from this and, and maybe uh, can move forward with this? 
Yeah. So when I think about, you know, this particular disease and the population that affects, I mean, we think February, we celebrate Black History Month and the culture of the Black community. Um, and I think it's time to shed some light on the challenges that these people face, and particularly our sickle cell disease community um, here in Ontario. And so I really want to just focus on making sure that their voices are heard, um, that we are breaking down those barriers in healthcare, encouraging and supporting research, um, and elevating the voices of those living with sickle cell disease and raising awareness. Um, and so by doing so, we honor the heritage of the Black community and work towards an inclusive community of care for all. It's an important uh, topic. Stephanie, I really appreciate you joining us today to talk about it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's Stephanie Haskett from the London Health Sciences Centre. We need to pause. When we return, we'll have more of The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.